0: Last week, what was the um, sermon on last week's um, message? What was the title of last week? It was on uh, Facebook. (laughs) It wasn't in person, it was on Facebook. What What was the title? Count the Cost. So last week we talked about counting the cost that we as Christians can treat salvation so casually at times that we don't consider the cost that Christ paid. Are we right? We don't consider the cost that Christ paid. And so though salvation is free for us to obtain and receive, it wasn't free to God. And sometimes we don't consider the cost. And so we treat our salvation so casually that we just rock up to church because it's the thing to do. We we read our Bible because it's the thing to do. We pray because it's the thing to do, but not really have this exchange where God changes us from the inside out, casual Christianity, this casualness to salvation. And so last week was like a a challenge and encouragement for us um, to count the cost of our salvation, but also grow in our salvation. Because God didn't call us, call us to stay as infants, but he's called us to grow into maturity. There's this growing, there's this, you don't, you don't see when you have a baby, they don't just stay as infants for the rest of their life. Are we all right? For those who've had a, a, a son or a daughter, you know, or, or, or if you're an auntie or uncle, you'll know. Like, they don't just stay as infants, but they grow on to maturity. And that's just like a picture of our Christianity, our salvation. When we receive Christ, there's this infant, moment but we don't stay as infants we continue on and so we've got to count the cost of our salvation and so um this morning i wanted to carry kind of um on from last week about counting the cost and i put a uh, title to this message and it's quite straightforward and it's called this we need the holy spirit because it's cool to have um, salvation we receive salvation but there's this maturity that goes on this maturing that we need the holy spirit are we okay? Do you believe that this morning, that you need the Holy Spirit? Maybe some of you don't know who the Holy Spirit, but I encourage you to write notes this morning and really get to know who the Holy Spirit is, because the Holy Spirit is here with us on earth to do the will of God. And if we don't know or understand who the Holy Spirit is in our life, will we will never be the best version of ourselves in this world. Are we okay? All right. Okay. Um, so we need to answer this important question, who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? And the first thing we need to establish first is this, probably you may have never heard this before, but Holy Spirit is God. That seems like, like you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, but Holy Spirit is God, because Holy Spirit is eternal, which is important for us to know and understand because he didn't just turn up when Jesus left earth. Because we treat Holy Spirit like He just came and was and was created when Jesus left Earth, but He wasn't. He's always been here. Are we okay this morning? Holy Spirit sometimes is an afterthought to Christianity. When we when I talk to uh, like Christians, like like the Spirit of God is like feels so foreign to them that they don't even understand who Holy Spirit is. But Holy Spirit is God. Are we okay? There is one God who coexists eternally in three persons and who is also distinct. One God, three persons with three distinctions of that person. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is not three separate gods but one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit is not three separate gods. Father, God, um, Son, God, and Holy Spirit, God, they're not three separate gods, they are one God. It's important for us to understand that, because if we don't understand that, you'll never understand the Bible. You'll never understand the, the Father's heart, you'll never understand Jesus, you'll never understand Holy Spirit, because they are three of the one thing. Three distinct persons but one God, and we see this clearly in Scripture. You might be going, okay, Jordan, I've never heard that before. That's okay. We're going to go through Scripture because answering sc- through Scripture is the best place, not through man. So we're going to go look at Genesis chapter 1 because I love Genesis chapter 1 because everything is revealed in this chapter. Are we okay? I don't know. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. Are you excited? We need Holy Spirit. So I, I guess you need Holy Spirit. I need Holy Spirit. Are we right? Okay. I'll be excited for you guys this morning. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's just come over me, but like every time when I think about Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit just wants to empower us to do some crazy things. You know how we say, oh, the opposite to faith is risk? I tend to not agree with that. The only reason why is because there's no risking if there's faith. I'm not risking anything if there's faith because God's, gonna go, God's got my back. I'm not risking anything. He's got my back. And so Genesis chapter 1, it says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form, void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. It says, in the beginning, God created. It didn't say God's created with a a multiple, but God, one God, singular, one. Are we okay? And so in this moment, called the beginning. Because God lives outside of time, and for us to live, He had to create beginning so in the beginning he called the beginning and we have the father the word who later is known as Christ become flesh and Holy Spirit working in harmony to create what we call the world Are we okay we also see The eternal God coexists in each other when Christ is here on earth. So the Holy Spirit just didn't turn up when Christ goes, I'm going to give you a helper and he's going to come after I leave and then he was created. No, he's always existed. Holy Spirit is eternal. Holy Spirit is God. Are we okay this morning, church? And so in the Gospels, it talks about it in John 14. And Christ is saying this to his disciples. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father... And he will give you another helper, and that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So in the scripture we have Christ referring to Father God and Holy Spirit, all working together harmoniously for his kingdom and his will. And so there's three things we need to understand is this. Holy Spirit is eternal. You might go, oh, yeah, that's, 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 that's cool. No, but if you really understand that, you'll understand that he just didn't turn up when Christ l- left this world. He's always been here. He's always been God. He's not ah, God out of the thought. Like, it's not three gods. It's one God, three distinct persons. Holy Spirit is eternal. Holy Spirit is God. Are we okay? Holy Spirit is God. And the third thing, Holy Spirit is one with Jesus and one with the Father. They eternally coexist with one another. Are we all right? So that's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is God. Don't treat like Holy Spirit as like an afterthought. He is God. Okay? And so let's dive in on the truth on we need the Holy Spirit. Um, have, I'm just... Uh, just presuming I guess if uh, we understand that the word of God um, that when we receive Christ in our lives we receive Holy Spirit and if you don't have Christ in your life you have an opportunity to know Christ today okay and so when we receive Christ Holy Spirit automatically comes to us and it says this in Ephesians 1 it says and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth the good news is that God saves you that's really important God saves you Not the pastor, not the church, but God saves you. Are we okay? God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, that's important too. When you believed in Christ, not when you prayed a prayer in church. I know we have this idea of like, oh, did you do the salvation prayer? That's not even a thing. It's literally not a biblical thing. We only do that just so it's easier for the person receiving Christ, but you just need to believe in Christ to be saved. You don't have to do a prayer for that. So, and when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He purchased you and I. There was a cost that he paid for us to be his heirs, to be his children. There was a cost, which is Christ's blood. We have to count the cost of salvation. See how these intertwine. You can't have one without the other. Purchased us to be his own. He did this so we would praise and glorify you. Which comes to this point: the Holy Spirit marks you as a child of God. It's not a certificate that you receive from the church that you like. Oh, you did the Lord's prayer. It's not um, a certificate. You know how you get certificates when you get water baptized, but like we do that. We give water baptism, like we give certificates as well. But that's not the mark of you being saved. Why do we need Holy Spirit? Let's turn to John 16. I want to break John 16 down, and I'm going to to go over three things on why we need Holy Spirit, and I pray this encourages you. Um, So it says this in verse 13. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. And you may be going right now, Jordan, that sounds like mumbo-jumbo to me right now. i want to explain it right now. And so the first thing we need to understand with Holy Spirit is that he guides us into all truths. Are we okay? He guides us into all truth. See, just within the scripture of John 16, you see Father, Son, Holy Spirit intertwining again. If you read throughout the whole Gospels, Christ's life was all about giving honor to the Father, but he always talked about Holy Spirit to come. There was this harmonious thing that took place every time Jesus spoke between Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit guides us into all truth, but not on his own, but, but what has given to him. is how we know they work intertwined, like how they intertwine with one another, because Holy Spirit is not rogue, and he does his own thing, but he only speaks what the Christ gives him, and what Christ gets, he gets from the Father. There's this perfect harmony that takes place. And do you notice in Scripture, it doesn't say your truth. It doesn't say the world's truth. It says the truth. Are we okay? Because there's a specific truth he's referring to. And the Holy Spirit is the only one who can lead us to that truth. No sermon can lead you to that truth. Holy Spirit does. I can point you to the way. That's all I can do. We can only point people to the way, but it's Holy Spirit who who reveals it in the hearts of men so they can draw near to God and God draw near to them. So how do we recognize the Holy Spirit's guidance into all truth? How do we recognize that? How do we recognize that Holy Spirit's trying to lead me into truth? It's by knowing this, the Word of God. Oh, no, Jordan, I'm expecting a bit more than that. No, it's the Word of God. It's knowing the truth, which is the Word of God. Anything that is contrary to what is written within the Word of God may be a truth, but not the truth. For example, we have, we, we have a great testimony this week of Dave A. Hey. Dave, we've got a great testimony this week. You know, so, so the doctor gave a contrary statement to what the Word of God said. The doctor gave a bad report. But I remember talking with Dave. Dave was like, yeah, 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 that's cool, but I live by a higher truth. Because that may be true. I'm not, I'm not, we're not denying and we're not saying, oh, it's a lie that what you're saying. No, it's a truth, but it's not the truth. Are we okay this morning? We literally have a story, and I'm sure every person in here, you may have a story where something comes against what the Word of God says, but you stand there and you're like, yeah, that may be a truth, but it's not the truth where I stand in. But we, are only, we would only know the truth if we read the Word. Are we okay? And I remember when Dave was talking to me, the day after he got the bad report, I remember Dave spoke to me and he said, he said, oh, this is what I said to the doctors, and then all of a sudden she was all better. How? God, God's good. Like, all better. And I like how we just Ray, like, like mentioned this morning, Holy Spirit wants to do something now. I think there's this urgency within the body of Christ. We've been feeling it across um, Wellington especially, like catching up with other pastors in different denominations. We all sense that the Holy Spirit wants to work now. Not this like, oh, just wait and see. No, no, he wants to work now in our today. And the thing is this with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will never guide us away from what was already written. And that's why we need to know the Word of God because he will never stray us away from what was already spoken in the Word of God. So we, as people of God, need to be people of the Word. Are we okay this morning? He guides us into all truth. Not your truth, not your doctor's truth, not the world's truth, but the truth because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to the Father except through him. And so we need to know who the truth is. And the Word of God is in our now today so that we could be equipped for a better tomorrow and a better season than we've ever been because that's the truth. A lot of us accept sickness because we don't know the truth. A lot of us accept poverty because we don't know the truth. A lot of us accept all the stuff that the world throws at us because we don't know the truth. But imagine if a church would know their word like never before, no matter what the world throws at us, no matter what circumstances throw at us, we know the truth. That may be a truth. I mean, maybe we're going through that right now, but the truth of the word, it says, that we are healed in Jesus' name. It says that we are above and not beneath. It says we're the head, not the tail. It says that God knows us and numbers the head of our hairs It knows that God is for us, not against us. And we would only know that, not by sermons on a Sunday, but by reading the Word, by knowing it in here. Are we okay this morning? So the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. Then Christ continues to say in verse 13, he says, for he will not speak on his own authority, But whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you of things to come this comes to my second point Holy Spirit he declares what is to come he declares what is to come I'm not sure why we as Christians do this but we think we have to wait for a guest speaker or a renowned prophet or a conference for God to speak to us. But we forget Holy Spirit can declare things to come. This is the reason why I'm saying to us this morning: we need to know who Holy Spirit is, because if He's declaring of things to come, why not go to the source? And the only reason why we know to go to Holy Spirit is this very reason we don't understand that Holy Spirit is God. We don't understand He's eternal. He always was. He, we treat Holy Spirit like an afterthought to Christ dying on the cross and He said, I'm going to give you an helper. And he, poof, He created Holy Spirit. Are we okay this morning? See, the thing is this. You don't have to wait for a specific person to hear from God or wait to a Sunday service to hear from God but you can access to, of, to what God is saying in your life by going to the Holy Spirit you want to know what's things to come go to the Holy Spirit oh no I've got to go to see this prophet he's coming to this conference they're amazing 100% like I love conferences I love listening to prophets speaking in my life but I want Holy Spirit to speak in my life are we okay I want God to speak. I want to hear from God himself speaking over my life. Why? Because when he says it, I cannot get rid of it. But if man says it, I'm like, yeah, la, la, la. Yeah, yeah, I heard that before. Yeah, la, la, la. But when God says it, there's some, there's some authority to what God says to me. Holy Spirit isn't a mini-God or a demi-God. He is God. I'm, I'm reiterating this. is because we, we kind of treat, like, I, I see this across like, my whole life. We actually don't acknowledge Holy Spirit. As God but I want to make it known in this house Holy Spirit is God he's eternal but he coexists eternally with father and son who is one you know I ask every day like this is not even a joke I ask every day for God to reveal things that I need to know oh no no I've got a podcast for that I listen to Craig Groeschel I love Craig Groeschel I listen to him nearly every day like he's got amazing amazing content But I ask God for what he's saying to me right now. I ask God to give me blueprints for ministry and for church. I ask God, what are you saying to me? It's cool that I'm hearing from my pastor this morning. Great. Awesome. But imagine if you can go to God and go, God, what are you saying to me? Imagine if we can go sit at home when we wake up in the morning before we do anything else and go, God, what are you saying to me today? Instead of going running to a YouTube or running to podcast or running to a conference when we can just go to the source who is the revealer of all truth, who can tell us of what is to come. Holy Spirit, can you tell me what is on the heart of the Father today? You have that access. It's not towards a specific title in the church. You don't have to be an elder. You just need to be saved. You just need to know who Jesus is. You need to just believe in Jesus. You're given Holy Spirit. Now you can access everything that he has. I don't have to go to YouTube anymore. Man, I remember growing up in ministry, because I was really young growing up in ministry, started ministry when I was like eight. I'm 30. It's a long time. Long, long time. And I remember like a pastor said to me, Jordan, um, it was Pastor Luke, he he prophesied over me about some things, but he said to me, stop looking at other, he literally said, stop looking at other content. God wants to speak to you what he wants to say to you. He literally looked at me, and this is me at like, I think 18 years old. And he's like, Jordan, just go to God. He's got everything for you. Don't try to be anyone else. Go to God. And from that moment, it's really challenged me to stop looking at YouTube, stop looking at Spotify, stop looking at all these things as my source of truth, but go to truth itself. And I'm not saying don't do those things. YouTube's amazing when it's used right. Spotify's amazing when it's used right. Apple Podcasts is amazing when it's used right. Books are amazing when it's used right. But going to the source of truth You can't deny anything. Are we right? And you know what? God wants it for you. God wants it for you and I to have complete access. But we need Holy Spirit to give us that access. Because it's not by our works that we can enter in. It's by Christ's blood. And Holy Spirit makes that knowing that we are Christ. Because he marks us. It's a guarantee that Christ lives in me. Not a certificate on a wall. or Jordan's a past of hills. No, no, no. It's Holy Spirit in me that reveals that to people. Are we okay? That's verse 13. So we got Holy Spirit. Wants to, um, he guides us into all truth. He tells us to what is to come. And he carries on. We're still in John 16. Like, there's so much in John 16, but I'm only bringing three. In verse 14, it says this. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine, listen to this, and declare it to you. He will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Listen, like literally listen to this. It's so profound. Like we can read pastors like, oh yeah, 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 cool, 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 cool. But look, all things... In Hebrew, and Greek, and every language in the world, all means all. All things that the Father has are mine. Christ is saying, are mine. Therefore I said that he will take a mine and declare it to who? You. Which comes to my third point. What was given to Christ, Holy Spirit declares it to you. Man, there's power in that. He says, all that the Father has is mine, and all that is mine, Holy Spirit gives it to you. Why are we walking like we're like so mellow and so defeated when all that is Christ is ours through the Holy Spirit? Do you get me? Like did you, like, did you get me this morning? Like, like, Holy Spirit gives you everything that Christ has. And everything that Christ has, he says, it was all my fathers, but he's given it to me, and that Holy Spirit gives it to you. There's this harmonious thing that takes place between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that shows that he is one God, but working intertwining of distinct persons. Oh, all oh, that is mine is yours. But why do we have so many defeated Christians? Why do we have Christians who, like, don't want to turn up anymore because they're going through a hard time? I've been there, I've been there heaps of times. It's because I didn't know who I was. It's because I didn't know who the Holy Spirit is in me. Because all that is His is mine. Not because of my works, not because I'm a pastor, not because I go to church, but because I'm His through the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit marks me. And the Holy Spirit marked you. So why are you walking down defeated? Why are you walking around like, oh, God's not for me? In the, oh, why are you walking like, oh man, I don't know if I can get through this. If the Holy Spirit has marked you, everything of Christ is yours. <laughs> Are we okay this morning? That's why last week we talked about counting the cost, because salvation costs us. But we don't have to do anything other than receive Christ and Holy Spirit mocks us, and then we just walk with Him. He challenges us. He guides us. He comforts us. He corrects us. Every time we go through um, places that we shouldn't be in, Holy Spirit says, hey, don't do that he's not doing that because he doesn't love us he loves us because he wants us to be the better version of ourselves and we only can be the better version of ourselves if Holy Spirit is allowed to do that because the Word of God says Holy Spirit is a gentleman and he's not gonna like go Oh, try to force you no he waits Holy Spirit sits and waits until we like Holy Spirit can you help me in this situation Holy Spirit can you speak to me right now and as we open the door for Holy Spirit to do that Holy Spirit's like, yes, let's go. Imagine if the church, if us, Hills and Zed, imagine if we can all go in our hearts this morning and go, Holy Spirit, can you help me this morning? Can you open my hearts to see what you want me to see? Can you reveal to me what I need to do? I don't want to be complacent anymore. I don't want to sit on these pews anymore. Can you tell me what you called me to do? Holy Spirit's like, yes, I can do it now because you invited me in to do this. Holy Spirit, what was given to Christ, Holy Spirit declares it to us. This is important for us to take on board because Jesus did amazing things on earth, right? If you read the Gospels, you see amazing things. Even if you read the Old Testament, you see amazing things. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) But there's hundreds and hundreds of stories within the Gospels of Jesus performing miracles and giving wisdom since the age of 12. It doesn't really tell us much on Jesus between his birth and to 12 years old, but it does, I reckon something amazing happened there. Um, but there's, there's hundreds of stories, and, and many would say that, oh, Jesus only could do that because he was God. We can't do that because we're not God. That's true to a fact, a little bit. Jesus was God, but he was also fully man, and he gave up everything, and left it in heaven to come on earth so that he could die this crucial death for you and I. That even though he was 100% God, he was still 100% man. He left everything. And then in verse 14, what we just read, verse 14, he was saying this, because the Spirit, when I say me, I'm not talking about me, okay? I'm talking about Jesus. I'm, I'm paraphrasing the verse that we just read, this verse here. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take mine and declare it to you. I kind of paraphrased it for us this morning, and it would say something like this. Because the Spirit takes what belongs to me, and what belongs to me belongs to the Father, everything that is mine is still available through the Spirit, even when I'm not present in the flesh, because Jesus was talking, talking to the disciples in flesh, but he was speaking to the disciples to emphasize that I'm not going to be here anymore, he was emphasizing, I'm not going to be here anymore, but I need to go, and I'm not going to be here anymore, but the Holy Spirit, even though I'm not here in flesh, the Holy Spirit will give you what is mine, are we all right? God is still saying that to the church today. Even though we don't see Christ in flesh today, but the Holy Spirit will give what is ours through him, through the Holy Spirit. God is still saying that to the church, though I'm not with you in the flesh today, my spirit will give you what is mine. Even though Christ is not here in flesh, he will still give us what is ours through the Holy Spirit. And this is the reason why I can quote the scripture. I don't like like with the scripture, we abuse the scripture through uh, church history. This Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We misuse it, we misabuse it, and we take it out of context. And when I was going over this, um, this morning about we need Holy Spirit, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How does he strengthen me? Not through any works of mine, but through the Holy Spirit. Are we okay? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How does he strengthen you? Through the Holy Spirit. Not through anything else, not through your works, not through how much times you read the Bible, not how many, how many steps you make at the church, no matter what you eat or drink, it's through the Holy Spirit that He strengthens you. By His Holy Spirit. And this is why I also believe this in John 14. 14 verse 12, it says, Most assuredly I say to you, listen to this, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do okay that's one thing cool sweet so Jesus is saying you guys can do what I do not because of who you are but because Holy Spirit in you but then he carries on to say and says and greater works than these he will do so Christ is saying you're gonna do what I did but you're gonna do even greater things than I did and you might be going how 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 do we do greater things than Christ how do we do it through the Holy Spirit It's not from our it works. It's not if you go to Bible college. Are we okay? But Bible college is amazing. I've been to Bible college. Like twice. I've done like four or five years of Bible college. But that, is, that, that that doesn't give me the guarantee. That doesn't give me the stamp. Holy Spirit does. And the reason why I can do greater things than what Christ did on earth isn't because of my works. Isn't because I'm how good I am. Isn't because I'm pastor of hills and dead. No, it's because of the Holy Spirit. And if Christ is saying it to us, he's like, hey. Oka, you, right there. You're going to do great things. You're going to do what I did, but you're going to do even greater. And you're like, how can I do greater? Because you've got Holy Spirit. Not because of anyone, but Holy Spirit. I don't know how, how more, what, what I can say more to reiterate this. We need Holy Spirit. Like This is only a fraction of what Holy Spirit does, but he's also our comforter. You know when you're in the loneliest place? You know the reason why can, God can be with you in all seasons? Holy Spirit, he's with you. The reason why God can say, I'll never leave you or, or forsake you? Holy Spirit, he's with you. He's not someone who says, I'll never leave you or forsake you from up here in heaven. No, he's with you in your valley. He's with you in your mountaintop. He's with you when you're going through a, the biggest struggle. He's with you when you're like, I can't say that. <laughs> I don't want you, God, anymore. I'm abandoning you, God. Even you in your abandonment, God is with you. It's because of the Holy Spirit. And once He marks you, you can't unmark yourself. <laughs> right? You can't just go, oh, I'm, I'm marking myself. Now, once you accepted Him, He's like, I want to be with you forever. I want to chase you down when you don't even want me. The reason why like pastors' kids go through a lot of stuff, you right, like they always abandon God. But the reason why they come back to God is because God's always with them. <laughs> because they've had an encounter, they can't disagree with that encounter, and so they God just keep chasing them. I'm chasing you until you come into my world. I'm chasing you. It's because the Holy Spirit's with you. He's your stamp. No one can improve that stamp. Only God can. And so Christ is saying to us this morning, the works I do, you will also do, but even greater than these and i was i was in, in amazement when reading this i'm like god i'm going to do greater things than what you did but not out of my effort but through holy spirit it's by his holy spirit john 16:7 says this nevertheless i tell you the truth it is your advantage that i christ go away it's your advantage it's my advantage for if i do not go away The helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The church has so much power and we don't even realize it. The same power that rose Christ from the dead lives in you when you go, Lord, I ask you to come in my life. I believe in you, Jesus. The same power that rose Christ from the dead now lives within me and you. But a lot of times, I see it like this. The Holy Spirit, like when, when Jesus was here on earth, the Holy Spirit was waiting with eagerness for Jesus to pay the ultimate price. Because Holy Spirit couldn't come until Je- Jesus finished his work. Until Jesus paid the ultimate price for our sins so that we could have personal relationship with him. It was the cost of Christ's blood for us to receive Holy Spirit. But the thing is this, church. Holy Spirit doesn't just want to live inside of us like a locked box away. We have too many, and I've been in this situation where I live life and I love God. I'm not saying that you don't love God, but there's so much locked potential in here that I just lock Holy Spirit away because I don't understand who He is. And Holy Spirit doesn't want to live in us like something that is locked away. But he wants to live with us, he wants to live around us, and he wants to live through us. When I, I always picture, um, even when Jesus got baptized, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit was all evident in one moment. The Father split open the heavens, The dove came down, Jesus was there. And I remember um, Bill Johnson, he said this quote that i never forget. He said, live like Holy Spirit live like Holy Spirit is like a dove. And imagine the dove sitting on your shoulder. And he said this, he said, live like um, live like the dove oh, oh wait, how do you how do he say it? Um, live oh wait, keep the dove in mind or oh, something like this. I'm gonna paraphrase it, I can't remember. He says, Keep the dove in mind with every step that you take. Keep the dove in mind with every step that you take. So if you had a dove on your shoulder right now, think about it. If you had a dove on your shoulder, how would you walk this morning? Would you run in or would you like, oh? Like, would you be like, be real careful? Like, if I told you, everybody put a dove in right now and when you walk into church and make sure it doesn't fly away, everybody would go. Imagine if we can live the same way with Holy Spirit in mind. Like every step that we take, we have the dove in mind. The reason why we can overcome sin is not because of our works, but because we keep in the dove in mind. Holy Spirit, I don't want to sin because Holy Spirit's with me. (laughs) And every time I'm going through the wrong direction, Holy Spirit's like, ha oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I'll go back this way." Keeping the dove in mind. Imagine if the church could live like and and talk like and be like everything Christ set out for the church to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to do wondrous things, but even greater than what He did here on earth. The reason why we can see miracles today is through the Holy Spirit. The reason why we can see the dead rise, and I want to see that one day. I really do. Uh, Before I die, I'd like God, I want you to show me, I want to see it in flesh. The reason why we can see that it's through the Holy Spirit the reason why our lives can change and be more like Jesus is not because of me preaching to you but because Holy Spirit's changing you from the inside out we need the Holy Spirit and I'm not too sure who I'm talking to you this morning it doesn't matter how long you've been in the Lord but have you kept the dove in mind with every step that you took? Or have we been treating it like salvation? Treating salvation so casually, treating Holy Spirit that He is not God. Because that's that's the only common thing I can think about when every time I encounter this, and like church after church, encounter like when, like I'm like, yeah, I want to see the Spirit move, I want to see miracles, I want to see it in this house. And God's already doing that. He might not be doing it on a Sunday, but He's doing it. Are we okay? You don't have to see it on a Sunday, but I'd rather see it Monday to Saturday than a Sunday, but I'd love for him to do it now. Yeah, do it now. Thank you. (laughs) But imagine, I'm just thinking, imagine if we as a church could walk with the dove in mind. Imagine everywhere, every step that we take, we have this Holy Spirit in mind. The Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say to this person right now? You may be in a workplace and you're like, oh, no, I'm just in a course center or I'm just in a factory. No, God wants to say something to you right there. So that you can speak to someone, maybe not in your workplace, but maybe someone that you catch the train with. Maybe someone that you walk by every day. So maybe someone in your family that you're like, in your mind you're like, oh, you should contact that person, but you're like, nah, I can't be bothered. Holy Spirit wants us to do stuff. But he's only saying what the Father's saying to him. But we just need to ask him, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do with me? Holy Spirit, can you reveal what the Father's saying to me so that I can outwork what he's saying? You don't have to wait for Jordan to say it. You don't have to wait for your spouse to say it. You don't even have to wait for a conference or a prophet or a preacher or some amazing speaker to come speak to you. Go to the source. Holy Spirit is there to reveal it to you and I. Imagine. I can imagine it. I can see it. It's not imagination to me anymore. It's not a dream. I'm like, I can see a house. I can see a house where miracles and wonders take place every time people step in the building. I don't have to be there. I know Holy Spirit is. But when they walk in the building, they feel there's something, something different about this place. Can we show um, the two photos? The Hills photos? Well, we were meeting with the architect, this so one. I thought to bring it up now. This is what our church is going to look like. Do you see that? Do you have the night one? And at night, it looks like this. It's real simple. But when we when were going over this with the architect, I was like, every person that steps into this place will know who God is. Not because of just people, but because we pray into the building. It's because we ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, can you just encounter every person that walks into this building? Even if they're just buying coffee, we pray that your spirit encounter them. Imagine if each and every one of us pray this prayer over our church, over our community, over our families. Imagine if we pr- to over our city how much of a change will take place. If we really, really declare and walk with Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do for my city? And that's what I've been like. The, the, the last two weeks, I've been going, God, what do you want to do? That's why we have a gospel night in September, end of September. No one knows about it, but I, I just told my wife, I was like, we're doing a gospel night? And she's like, oh yeah, win. I was like, and it's a timber. Let's just do it. And I booked it in. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what it looks like, but all I know, the gospel needs to be preached so that people can get saved. And so we booked this building out on a Friday night to preach the gospel and feed the community. We've got to make, got to make room for people, and whether they come to hills or not, it doesn't matter. We just need God to mark them. And when they're marked, that's it. If they go to the Baptist, that's fine. If they go over the hill, that's fine. But if they're marked, We're not here to grow church, but we're here to grow the kingdom of heaven. That's not the emphasis. Church is not the emphasis. It's the kingdom of heaven. Growing that, not here. It's cool that we may have a big building. It's awesome. I love it. But imagine a big building, but an empty heaven. Imagine a big building, and God's like, but where's my people? That's scary for me. It's scary, and that's why we like. That's why I, like, I had a conviction last week to really preach on count the cost because we treat salvation casually. But then I'm like, there must be more, Lord. And He's like, Yeah, you need the Holy Spirit. I was like, Oh yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Like that makes sense. Like you told us that the Holy Spirit's our advantage. And then God's just really been convicting me, Jordan. Just don't forget, I am God, God, all three in one. I am God, one God who wants to do amazing things for Hills. But not just hills, every individual that walks in this place. You want your marriage restored? Go to Jesus, and the Holy Spirit will empower you to change your marriage. But he won't go, oh, no, change my wife first, change my husband first. No, he'll change you to change your marriage. You want your workplace to change? He'll change you to change your workplace. We want our city to change? He'll change the church before he changes anything else. People want to do amazing things for the community, but have an ugly church. And when I say ugly, I'm not like talking about physical. Ugly here. Disconnection between here and here. But imagine if the church was disconnected. That way, easy. That way is easy. This way is the hard way. But imagine if we first built this relationship between us and God. This connection here makes this easy. But we need the Holy Spirit to do that. No sermon can do that. No conference can do that. No service can do that. No worship team can do that. You can have all the goosebumps you can, and you can have, oh, I feel Jesus, but it's Holy Spirit who does it. So I want to welcome anyone. Uh, like, I don't think we need uh, like an altar call as such, but we just need to make a stand in here. Because the altar doesn't change you. It's this here that that makes a difference. And so if you're like, yeah, man, I need Holy Spirit. I need Holy Spirit to, I've been kind of just going life, 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 but not really taking account Holy Spirit. If that's you this morning, I'm just going to ask you to stand and, and you're making a declaration between you and God. And you're saying, God, I want you to show me things that pastor was talking to, I want you to reveal all truth, show me of things to come, I want you to show me those things, but I need to know who you are, so can you reveal to me who you are? And as the Holy Spirit reveals to, you who, no, reveal, reveals to you who He is, you'll start noticing your life will slowly change. You may not change straight away, but there's this anticipation, like every day you're like, oh, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? Next day, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? And if Holy Spirit's saying, oh, can you just say hello to this person, then soon Sooner or later, he'll go, oh, can you please um, talk to that person and say, God loves you. And then you will start opening other doors. Can you, can you say to that person, I'll pay for all your groceries. And then he'll start opening other doors. Can you do this to this person? But we first need to make the invite to Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, can you help me know you? Because Holy Spirit wants to know us. We need to know him. And just remember this. Everything of Christ he got from the Father is all given to you through the Holy Spirit. And now let's walk out with that power and that, not just knowledge, but with that revelation that everything that Christ has, I have. And this is, I'm not sure if you heard this before in church. Oh, pray uh, for more of God's Spirit. Have you heard that before? Has anyone heard that? Pray for more of God's Spirit. And we sometimes pray, oh, more of your spirit, Lord, on me, more of your spirit. When I was actually going through, like, just, like, time with God, I'm like, why am I asking for God for more of his spirit when he gives me his Holy Spirit, it's all of him? He doesn't give my, himself partially to me. He gives himself fully. So I don't have to actually ask God more of your spirit. No, use what you have now. It's like, you know, with um, how God's given us a portion of faith, he wants us to grow it. It's just like with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's fully in you, but He's not going to give you everything because you need to go through character um, development. You have to go through refining. You have to go through all those mumbo jumbo stuff that you feel like it's a waste of time, but it's actually worth it because then you'll come to a place where you're like God, move. And then God just ah, moves. Imagine that. I can see it. I can go, I can imagine like our children going uh, laying hands on the sick and then the sick get healed. Not because of them, but because of Holy Spirit. They know the power. You know this. So if that's you this morning, why don't you just stand and just have that moment with God and just go, God, can you reveal your Holy Spirit to me? I want to know you more. Thank you, Jesus.